right, CJ here, and this is the sound of black and brown. So, it's been an eventful week in Connecticut. Um, just recently, there was a rally, a white power rally, or <laughs> as they put it, Keep Connecticut White rally in Bristol, Connecticut. And so on today's episode of What Should White People Do, I'll be joined shortly by a couple of folks who have a lot to say about this. And we need to get real with it, Connecticut. We need to stop acting like this doesn't happen here. We need to stop pretending that there's no racism in Connecticut. So while people log on, I'm just going to give a brief backdrop on what's happening here. So again, this is CJ. Thank you so much for tuning in to the sound of black and brown i'm going to warn you right now if you have a soft stomach when it comes to you know white supremacy and talking about whiteness you might want to go somewhere else because this might be a little too much so listener discretion advice i mean really and truly really we want people to get accustomed comfortable and face this reality there's a lot of racism that happens in connecticut and, you know, we have to take note of that. We genuinely have to take note of that. We cannot ignore these facts. We cannot ignore that there are white supremacists living right here in Connecticut. Yes, Amy, you are in the right show. I just uh, sent you an invite to join the call-in. So see button that. Or click to call in and let's see what happens because I'm not sure why you're not up here yet um so i see manny is here with us we're just waiting for folks to get themselves figured out here for a second tech could be very techy so you know don't judge nobody don't come for them is what i'm saying all right here we go haha hi manny and amy thank you so much for perspective here just so folks listening in understand what's happening we have our good friend amy with us and she's gonna be speaking for the best of her ability in mind on what should white people do as a white woman representing that in this conversation. Our friend uh, Manny Camacho is a young leader who aspires to be a future lawmaker, and we're going to help him figure that out. Amy, without further ado, can you give us an idea of what happened in Bristol? Let's just start with that. So before you start, actually, give me one second just to say this piece. I don't know if you all saw this as well, and we're going to talk about that too, but there's also this conversation about a Nazi group that wants to, uh, you know, have his headquarters in Maine. So on today's podcast uh, episode of The Sound of Black and Brown, we're going to be talking about this, uh, this topic that needs to be addressed because, you know, white supremacy is too normalized in the Northeast. To kick us off, Amy, why don't you give people an idea of what happened in Bristol? Yeah, so my understanding is that there was um, a bunch of flyer dumps um, from a white supremacy group um, that also then held a rally um, of some sort. There were, you know, the the information around it, um, because there are people even denying that there was a rally, which is ridiculous. But my understanding is that the... um, uh, administration was really quiet about it. Um, and so, you know, people had to uh, band together and protest 
to get them to talk about it, which is mind blowing to me. Um, you know, it's it's clearly um, a hate crime, and uh, you know, I guess the Democratic administration was just being quiet about it. Um, and there's a a guy that was involved somehow um, that I guess has a reputation making really racist racist comments like very bad comments in public forums on Facebook and um, other public forums and he happens to run their um, market and so are you serious yes so wait I have a question for you because I saw some footage from WTNH and I just want the folks who are tuning in to get an idea of what's happening here so a couple days ago right here in good old alleged progressive Connecticut. There were some flyers that were passed around um, to keep Connecticut white. And that's what we're referencing. So to the best of your knowledge, Amy, right? This guy right here, he was like real, what, what was he? He was always nasty making these, um, was it subliminal racist messages or just? No, flat out racist. He one of the lines that I read was something where he specifically said, quote unquote, blacks, something about blacks. Um, and uh, yeah, his comments have just been hideous. Um, and he held some other position. Um, but the what I saw was the mayor, um, the mayor's little speech or whatever. This guy, first of all, um, I don't know. He was almost like downplaying it. And he was kind of like pointing the finger of like who has control of the farmer's market and it's not the city instead of owning it. Like if you are the mayor, especially a democratic mayor, and there is a racist act in your town, it is your job to be the leader in fighting it. Um, it, he, he just is not taking that approach. He's, he I mean, look at what you just said reality. there, but we go on to talk about that too. This alleged democratic, you know, conservative way of thinking because we have a situation, but I don't want to get distracted from that. It sounds like the mayor was pretty much, you know, passe with it. Like he, it didn't bother him that this type of hate act was happening. Now, I got word right before we came on the podcast that uh, one of the young people who was at this event has always had these very um, white supremacist white power things about him you know very homophobic you know and this is happening right here in bristol connecticut i want to turn to manny for a second manny thoughts on this real quick from yeah um so i mean it goes without saying that it is absolutely appalling um to know that this happened um i think a lot of times people here in connecticut um we get used to you know the the narrative that connecticut is a blue state and we're in the northeast and you know things like that don't really happen here right we're used to seeing in the more southern states in florida and alabama you know, places like that. And so 
you know, a lot of people here in Connecticut don't think that these things happen until they do, right? Um, and, and so it's, it's disturbing, it's appalling. I do know that this is apparently the third incident in Bristol, Connecticut. Um, two prior ones being um, apparently an, a pamphlet incident and another being um, uh, signs being hung near a Home Depot over there. So, you know, so this is the third incident. Um, and it makes you it makes you question why why isn't you know the administration over there doing something right um ex, ex, denouncing it right you can denounce it all you want but what's actually being done so yeah so it's disturbing it's it's really uh, it's really unfortunate that like it takes for three, four, five, six, however many incidents in order to get people to even begin talking about it, you know? Absolutely. I mean, I love that you mentioned that this is the third, at least the third incident that we know of, because the truth is this happens quite often, right? Hate is not always public. That's the thing. We've talked about this before on the pod about the subliminal racism in this state, right? And in the Northeast as a whole. And we correlated that to the fact when you look at the migration that happened, you know, um, during and throughout slavery, when the slaves ran free, they came up to the North. The only problem is the white people out here said, I, I, I you know, some of them were like, I don't mind helping you, but we need to re retain our power. So we're still going to treat you like shit, but we're going to do it in a masked way, right? So we had a noose, right? Let's not forget what happened in Amazon, right? We had that situation where there was a noose in Amazon, the warehouse. Now we have, you know, <laughs> a group of people handing out flyers. There were, you know, I know in New Haven, there was some hate speech out here as well. I mean, it's, it's just everywhere. And Connecticut itself has a history of these types of groups forming. Now, just to go over to Maine real quick, right now there's conversations about there being um, a Nazi group wanting to create its headquarters in Maine. Amy, I'm looking at you. How do you feel about that? Um, yeah, well, Maine is a very white state. Um, and it does not surprise me at all that New England, um, like Ohio, are central to um, the white supremacy movement. Um, we did a really good job of segregating the crap out of all of our spaces um, to maintain whiteness. Um, and this is the result. So I'm not surprised at all that, um, you know, I feel like Maine, Massachusetts, New York, New Jersey, Connecticut has a real whiteness problem. Um, Ooh. That, oh, that, wait, 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 pump your brakes for the people just now tuning in. Hold on. Let's give credit where credit is due. 
can't ignore that. You hear what the white woman's saying? She's calling the shit out. So when asking what should white people do, call the shit the fuck out. Amy, thank you for pointing that out. Rewind that sentence again, Amy. Tell these people and tell them what you mean by whiteness. Explain what whiteness is for those who might not be familiar or also use that term. in. Yeah, so um, the way that I define whiteness is um, a white-centered belief um, that we're better, um, that we are the master race, and all subconscious, you know, some of it conscious too, but, um, and just, you know, all white schools, all white offices, all white dance studios, all white movie theaters, you know, these all white spaces um, that we segregated, um, that we created, where we um, not only, uh, you know, uh, make sure that, that black and brown people are not invited spaces and not welcome in those spaces but are actually isolated um to their own spaces um and that's something and you know connecticut is unique in that we got rid of our county government um so that we could hold on to uh town municipal governments and those municipal governments control their zoning and um Connecticut, the only reason why we did that was to maintain our segregation. Um, if our schooling isn't shared, if our fire and our police, if all of that stuff is not shared, um, then it is easier to segregate and isolate. So, yeah, that's... Thank you, that's Amy, for that. Seriously, sure. because I feel like... We talk about white supremacy, and I love what Manny just said, because we don't relate it to here. People, it happened in Bristol, Connecticut. They're talking about forming Nazi headquarters in Maine. These places aren't that far away, all right? Get it together. Get it the fuck together. Now... Amy, you just dropped a comment in the chat. For those who can't see it, ADL heat map shows over 200 incidents last year. Can you tell us more about Yeah, yeah. So I actually um, reported an incident recently myself to the to ADL. So they have, it's called the heat map, um, and it's an acronym, and I forget what the heck it stands for, but um, it shows all the incidents um, within each state. Um, and labels the incident. Uh, there's hate crimes, there's anti-Semitism, um, and uh, um, white supremacy. And so um, we had over 200 incidents last year. And we are states, the per, per capita, we are one of the, we have one of the highest um, incident rates in the country. So wait, what? Is not, wait, what? Capita, yeah yeah um, say that again for the people year, in the back because again we disassociate it's so normalized here manny and i speak on this three-fifths all of us have please say that again for the people yeah so uh we 
per capita have more hate crime incidents um, than most other states. And I, there was one that in specific, one specifically, I think it was Tennessee or Kentucky that I compared us to for last year. And we had five times the number of incidents. Do you have any insight on what type of incidents when you refer to hate crimes to give people an idea of what is considered a hate crime in this? Yes. So on that map, um, the things that were noted were um, either individual acts of anti-Semitism where someone uses anti-Semitic language. Um, In fact, there was a complaint by an officer here in Middletown against the Middletown Department um, that something anti-Semitic was done to this officer last year. Um, Most of them appear to be flyers and posters. I know that that we've talked about that too, that those uh, Patriot Front posters have been hung around in a bunch of towns, including my town, including Middletown. in the same week when 10 hate crimes happened and those hate crimes were feces someone used their own get the fuck out of here i'm not kidding and Um. used their own feces to um go after pride flags write the n-word on someone's car um so yeah so it's incidents like that um they also have a separate category violent incidents um and uh but yes there were so there were roughly 200 incidents of flyers and posters in connecticut last year um i did contact adl and filed a report for the posters that were in middletown this year um and you know the in the first half of this year we had more hate crimes more hate crime incidents than we did last year. So it's definitely on the rise. Wow. All right, Manny. Now, you know, I highly value the insight of the youth. I don't know if you knew about this, and I'm really curious how you feel about what you just heard. Yeah. um, I mean... (laughs) I am trying to be careful with my words because there's two things, you know, I I had to be careful of maintaining my temperament as a nice person Uh, (laughs) and two, I had to maintain my uh, reputation as a eloquent talking person so (laughs) i'm being careful but i am very i mean i don't think there's a word uh to describe how mad i am uh i mean you could use livid but that still doesn't come to it um this i mean it's and i do know right It's, it's not that i'm mad because i'm finding out for like the first time, no, you know, unfortunately, that's that's not the case, right? And, and I emphasize that word, unfortunately, right? Because it's, it's why I've done so much, so what I've done over the years, right? Because, again, 
one reason or another, people here in the state of Connecticut um, don't acknowledge and don't realize that this stuff that we see, right, a lot of the racist incidents, a lot of the white supremacy incidents, right, that usually we see on, you know, the national news and we're seeing other states or whatever, and then people start talking about it, right, and but they don't realize it's happening right here in our own state. Um, or at least they're not acknowledging the frequency that is happening, right? So, yeah, I, I'm livid. I'm infuriated because, again, right, I my whole main thing is how do we expect for, you know, people like me, people like CJ, people like Amy, people who are in the movement and, and trying to continuously do the, you know, what, what's good for the majority of people, right? And we're trying to move along and check along the path. And yeah, we have a lot of difficulties coming against us in the way. And people point every possible problem they could point out, you know, but you can't even sit here and acknowledge that maybe, just maybe, in a very far out idea, that me, CJ, and Amy, and all the people that are here in the movement are fighting so hard because these things are happening right here in the state that we live in, right? Yeah, we're fighting and we're in the movement because of things that are happening in other states. Yeah, of course, right? We're, we're fighting for just the general concept itself, you know, of, of combating injustice and racism and all these other things. But people, we're also fighting because it's happening right here in the state that we live in. And just because you guys don't want to acknowledge that or for some reason can't acknowledge it, that doesn't mean that you get to sit here and one discredit our efforts and our movement or two look at us with these kind of blank faces and be like well why are you guys getting so riled up and <laughs> and and you know you're doing so many things like why are you doing all this um hello again it's because <laughs> it's happening right here it's happening in Bristol. It's happening in, in places like Bridgeport and Waterbury and Bridgeport. I mean, it's happening in the cities, right? That apparently, allegedly, to for you people, right? Oh, no, these things don't happen here. No, no, they do. And for whatever reason, you just don't want to acknowledge it. Listen, you heard him. You heard him right here, right now. This shit is happening right here in Connecticut. Look at what Amy's saying. 281 cases in 2022. 281 fucking cases in 2022. Hate crimes. Amy, question for you. In terms of these hate crimes, what particular offense is most common and also 
How do you feel hearing Manny's thoughts this so far? How does that feel? He's right. Um, like this, this is part of like my core in being anti-racist is that you begin with yourself, you work on your circle and you work in your community. Every town has racism, every town. So if, if you're anti-racist, if you're in a social justice group, um, your efforts should be in your town. You should be working on your administration, on your police. You don't need to go work on another town. You can show support to another town. You should be focused on your own. Um, very specifically here in Middletown, there are issues with our police department. There are issues with our administration. Um, there are issues with our candidates. And so those are things that we need to focus on, I believe. Um, for the second part of that, you asked me, um, I, I think it's recruitment. I think that that is the number one issue that we're seeing with those crimes. Our flyers, posters, it's recruitment. Um, they're looking so for clarification, right, just let me jump in with this, Amy, really quick. Sure. When she's referring to recruitment, she doesn't mean like a good positive thing. Do you mind describing what's on, to best of your knowledge, some of these flies so people understand? Because, you know, when you hear recruitment, you're thinking, in my brain, it's a job, it's an opportunity. So, you know, that's one of those words I could swing either way. In this sense, what does recruitment mean? What do you see on these flies? Yeah, so it's usually, like, the ones that I saw were Patriot Front. So it had the Patriot Front website. It had a Patriot Front logo of some sort. Um, and... Uh, like the flyers that went out in Bristol, it was like, keep, keep Connecticut white, I think, or something like that. So there's a message, but it had the website as well. Um, so what they're, so they're trying to build their numbers. So they're doing these drops. Um, Meriden, the town next to me, had, I think, the most drops here in Connecticut last year. Um if you look at the dates on these things, a lot of them are coordinated. You'll see drops in five different towns on the same exact day. So these are, are white dudes that are, um, and women, that are, uh, you know, in these little cells. And they are looking to expand the number of people in their group. And so they do things like this um, to try to build their numbers. Um, and I think they did a big push last year. I think they're doing another big push this year. Um, I think having out the uh, actual rally in Bristol, um, it's pretty freaking ballsy. Um, is it ballsy though, or is it what is, right? Because I don't think it's ballsy. I think they're just getting more public with it, yeah. right? Because these rallies are happening. And they're happening frequently, right? Right. Well, um, they've been in hiding. Like, they, they've been doing, like, they do the flyer drops and stuff at midnight. And then now they're out in public. What, what I, I want to make sure I say on the show that, that I don't forget, if, as a white person, if I am outside, if I am in my town, if I am grocery shopping and I see that shit, I am ripping masks off. I am do, there are two things I'm doing. I'm removing a mask. 
and I'm getting photos. I don't understand why people don't follow these. I'm glad that you said that because what I wanted to ask you was, can you tell people where do you most commonly see these things? Because obviously it's, it's going to be everywhere, but I feel like they focus like on certain areas, like near to schools and stuff. Yeah, can you yeah, give us some do. more? So the, so the um, flyers that I reported that were in Meriden, there were not, not I'm sorry, I'm confusing flyers and posters. These were posters. These were recruitment posters. They were around a black business. So wait, um, what? They were around a black business. Yes. Get out of here. So my, and so I know people have been reporting these up and like they remove them or the police remove them. I don't know if anyone has taken note of where they were posted, but I, I purposely looked at on a map where they were because they were on, on a, um, an intersection and I was like oh, I wonder if something's around there and that's when I noticed the black owned business and I contacted them and they told me that they were put around the business and they went out and removed them themselves I did contact Meriden's one of Mer Meriden's legislators to let her know that the business had to go out there and take those down themselves that the city did not do it um but yeah, so my assumption is that that was not the only black owned that was targeted, that they are actually, if, if you look where they're making drops, my assumption would be that there is a person of color living by nearby. Um, they are, they are strategically selecting these spots. And I think that white people are ignoring the fact that they're happening because it's like, oh, it's a fucking flyer, you know? Um, and not paying, not taking into consideration how serious this is, and the fact that these are definitely um, there's a target in mind when they're they're doing these things. My understanding from one of those drops last year, um, there was somebody um, in Southbury or something like that, and it it was a person of color, a black person, and it the stuff had been dropped on their street, so. Um, I definitely think that they're intentionally not only trying to do recruitment, but they're also trying to intimidate people, um, people of color. Oh, absolutely. And, you yeah, are absolutely right. Getting by so far because nobody reported on the fact that that business was targeted in Meriden. Nobody is, you know, discussed the fact that it was uh, a bunch of flyers were dropped right in front of a black person's house. So there, there's an added layer to the seriousness of, of these incidents because it's not just recruitment, it's recruitment and targeting. Let me tell you something. Right here in good old Connecticut, I could tell you some stories. I can't name names. At least I won't because they're not here to say, hey, I know of activists who were targeted just like this. I know of one in particular who did all this work fighting for um, against police brutality and for the rights of black and brown people. And what happened to them was right outside their doorstep were posters, kill so-and-so, remove so-and-so from this town. This is not a joke. And you heard what she just said, people. You have the ability to change this shit. You see this shit, take a picture of it. 
rip it down, report it, follow the fuck up. Why was it that the city did nothing about that? Why was that? Manny, what do you think? Yeah, um, well, well, what I think that relates to uh, one of my absolute favorite topics to talk about elected officials. <laughs> um, geez, yeah, that 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 topic right there of elected officials who are voted in who don't do the job people vote them in to do right uh i gotta i have to like regulate my blood pressure right now because <laughs> on this topic oh yeah um here's the thing here's the thing that that i've seen time and time again with these elected officials <laughs> um these incidents happen right where it's blatant and it's explicit what needs to be done, right? That a simple denouncement of the incident is not going to cut it, right? It's just not. And I hate, I, I, I use that word with full intentional meaning, like full, full purpose. I hate that tactic that elected official use that they say we're just going to denounce it and that's all we're going to do and that's going to make it better no 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 we're past the level we're past the amount the number uh, of incidents that have occurred we're past all that to where denouncing it isn't doing anything in fact denouncing it is probably giving them the attention, not probably, it is giving them the attention that they were seeking in the first place, all right? Because all you're doing is getting in front of a camera, saying what happened, and saying, oh, no, this shouldn't have happened, and, you know, the people who did it are bad people. Okay, we all know that. We all know that. There's no reason you need to be sitting there in front of a camera gathered in a, in a semicircle and, and saying that. Duh, we all know they're bad people and this shouldn't have happened. But what are you doing? You're just sitting there on a microphone and denouncing it. That's nothing. All right. So I hate, I hate that our elected officials and just people uh, who, who are in leadership positions in the city, right? Not all of them are elected officials who get in front of that camera. And all they do is sit there and denounce it. No, no, no. A million times over, no. That, that just, I don't, I don't know who, you know, when, when those meetings happen and they talk about what we need to do, whoever is the person giving the idea, well, let's just denounce it. You need to go somewhere. You, you honestly, you need to go just, just get rid of them. So this is, this is what cities do, right? And, and not just cities of Connecticut, cities all across the country. They just sit there, they got on camera and denounce it. And they do that. Here, now, here, here's my opinion. Here's my perspective. They sit there and denounce it because it is, one, the most simple thing to do. Two, it is something that, you know, on a superficial level, 
everyone's gonna praise them and clap for them and be like oh thank you for saying that right and three it's the easiest way and the quickest way for them to adjust the situation and be done with it and get away with not actually having done anything to really address the incident right and that's what gets me mad right there is because for the people who pay attention right for the people who can see through all that we know you've done nothing absolutely nothing getting in front of that camera and on that microphone is nothing literally you might as well have not even done it because it's the same effect all right and so i hate the fact that our elected officials and our people in leadership positions in these different cities that that is their go-to thing to do and is the only thing that they do right so that's why these incidents keep occurring in these cities right because at the end of the day just as well as you and I know, they know as well, they're pretty much going to get away with it. They do it. They get some credit on, on the news. You know, we got all these important people talking about them on the news. And then that's it. They, they did it. They got away with it. Whatever. Right? So that's why these things keep happening. That's why we don't see things happening from the administration. Yeah, they might say they're going to do some things. Oh, well, we'll create a new task force. Oh, well, we'll create a department about it or whatever. Yeah, no. Sounds stupid. Either way, now you're just wasting more money on an entire new department who, let's be honest, what does that department end up accomplishing? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Maybe putting out a few numbers. Yeah, numbers that we can get anywhere else. That's it. So I hate it. It honestly causes my blood to boil when i think about Lord, it somebody check this boy blood pressure he about to pass out you good <laughs> you gonna make it <laughs> you gonna make it manny <laughs> see i'm telling you it gets it it honestly gets me so mad because one fact that i had to point out you know as a statistic um, is that the ages, the ages and recent years that are associated to most of these hate crimes, it's getting younger and younger. And, and that is because the older generations who are, you know, doing these hate crimes and have these philosophies and these ideologies of just hate and bigotry, right, are radicalizing a lot of the youth and you know and, and honestly just the word is just recruiting them right um and, and and just absolutely brainwashing them right into uh spreading this bigotry and, and this racism right in their own lives and so we've seen the trend uh, of hate crimes being connected to younger and younger uh, individuals, and, and again, that's that's where, yeah, person middle town was a minor, yeah, absolutely, and and so that's where again it gets me more mad because 
now now is is the <laughs> now is the time where you have to realize that you know someone might say well these are just older people and you know and they won't be able to do it forever but no 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 they they themselves realize that they're getting older and so what do they do in order to keep this going is they get younger people and younger people connect with other young people and before you know it you know you will have an entire new upcoming generation of these same uh, individuals with the same ideas of bigotry right and it'll just be an entire renewal uh renewing of the cycle so it gets me so mad you know these are 18 year olds these are 19 year olds i mean even younger right it's it's 14 15 16 year olds right that are getting brainwashed with these ideas of bigotry and racism and it's so sad to me it really is because they're so young right they're so young and and the mind is so malleable and and to know that these individuals are taking advantage of that right taking advantage of the the growing teenage brain and just instilling all of this bigotry into them so that when they get older they start committing the very same horrible acts it is so disgusting to me it gets me so mad it gets me so sad i appreciate you saying that manny because uh, as we echo all the time here, it's very, very important for us to hear the voice of the youth, right? This has really, really impacted them. And I don't know if we really shed light on that enough. Like, look at what he's saying. As a young person himself, he is acknowledging that the recruitment is happening. And look at who they're recruiting. Now, as you were speaking, Manny, I couldn't help but think about all these different mass shootings right? Especially in schools, hate crimes, people, it's happening. Look at Florida. Okay. Think while it's still legal. You hear me? A couple nights ago, Manny and I spoke about conservatism and how dangerous that is, right? Because here's the thing, you're downplaying some stuff why to advance yourself but you see you also have to remember as i said then i'll say it again tonight right conservatism is one of the key ingredients if not the backbone to white supremacy okay that's how they did it that's how they did it and that's why it's so ingrained in this this society we were taught this we were told this white people were groomed to feel like they are the best and the black and brown were groomed to feel like they are less than. It is a tale as old as slavery. Let's look at Maine again. Now we have a Nazi group openly saying they want to create a headquarters, but there are people in this very white town saying we don't want that here. But as a whole, the Northeast likes to pride itself in being so progressive and so forward thinking and they use these words like diversity inclusivity equity even belonging 
Where is that in this fucking area? Here's the big money question. Amy, with this, what can and what should white people be doing right now? Taking Bristol into context, what what are you expecting and what are you looking to do? Yeah, I think um, holding people accountable for what they say and their beliefs. So like in Bristol and here in Middletown, what I'm hoping that we do is vote out people that are not anti-racist, keep from electing people that are not anti-racist, and keep it as part of the discussion. One of the things that I'm going to do that I decided to do um, is that Middletown anti-racism will be sending an anti-racism questionnaire to each of our candidates um, and asking them to answer some questions that are specific to anti-racism. Because I would like to know, and that is how I'm going to decide my vote. Um, I also think that um, looking, another thing I did was pull the numbers for our school our school system. Um, what do the suspensions and expulsions look like? Surprise, surprise. Um, black children are overwhelmingly suspended and expelled. That's a problem. Um, so I expect that to be part of the discussion in this election. Um, why are kids, black kids, being um, over uh um what's the word uh suspended and expelled um also with police twice we have twice as many black people that are um pulled over and ticketed than white people that needs to be a discussion i expect to hear um people and candidates discussing that um but i also think that if there is an incident like that, like here in Middletown, um, if there were an if there were an event like that here, I would a Scooby do the fuck out of that shit and be ripping some masks off. Um, but I would also make sure that I get a, a screenshot of their license plates so that we know who those people are, and then follow up and make sure that there's accountability. Um, white supremacy and hate groups are not protected by the First Amendment. Um, hate not protected by the Constitution. Um, so there are avenues to hold these people accountable, both legally and in um, the voting booth. So um, we got resources. So then if I were to ask you this question, the call to action right now for the white people, what would that be? Would it be reaching out to their elected officials right now and saying, hey, we don't like what just happened in Bristol? Because one thing as you're talking that I cannot help but think of is your dear friend Ned Lamont is yet to say anything about any of this. Oh, yeah. Justin okay. Elliker just got COVID, so that's his excuse. And, well, Lauren Garrett only talks about whiteness when it suits her. So, you know, in saying that, if to to, you know, what could be an action that fellow white people could do right now to address Aaron? Yeah, so um, first of all, uh, specifically with Bristol, we should be showing up. So 
this is not a black issue. This is an everybody issue. We should be showing up as in showing up to the, um, the protests, um, calling Bristol, calling the mayor's office and saying, Hey, what are you doing about this? Um, you know, white supremacy, there was a rally in your town. What are you doing? Keeping the pressure on. We know what to do. White women know what to do. We know how to call the manager. We know how to follow up on that shit. We should all of that care and energy to really, really give a message to Bristol that this okay. Um, and so hone into those skills that we learned about, you know, um, contacting a manager and making a, 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 a wrong right, um, using that energy now um, and speaking out. These aren't just flyers or posters. It's not First Amendment. They're, what they're doing is they're recruiting for um, hate, white supremacy, terrorism cells. So we need to take action. We need to use our voices. We need to um, write to people. We need to show up to rallies. And we need to make sure that this election, that anti-racism is on the front burner for platforms. Thank you, Amy. I just want to add one more that what that white people should do. You should not be shoving black and brown people out of their spaces, right? So like she said, I love that. Take that Karen energy and put it to good use. Write those letters. Reach out to the lawmakers, right? All of them if you want to. Make those phone calls. Hey, why are you all okay with what's going on in Bristol? Because it's not just there. You heard what she said before about the hate crimes. How is Connecticut leading that race? So white people, there's things that you need to do, and you needed to do it since yesterday. And while you're doing it, that does not mean that you shove us out of our spaces or lessen the fact that we do matter and our lives right now are at risk collectively. Like I said, I know of a case where someone, an activist, because the attack on the black and brown activists, that's a whole other episode. You all act like that doesn't happen either. It does. It really, really does, right? And some of these attacks, you know, entail violence, right? And harm to others. So we can't have you all just watching this like a fucking movie. Do something. Take that Karen energy, like Amy put it, and put it to good use. Use those skills. You know how to call managers. You know how to, you know, to call things out. There's no more, as she's saying in the chat, no more white silence. White silence is violence. All right? Manny, I'm looking at you now. What is a call to young people? Talk. Yeah. Um, honestly, it, it, I hate to put it this way, but it's so much trickier than a call to action for the adults. Because to, in today's society, the young people are put in a position where they're not given the recognition or the acknowledgement of their views, of the knowledge that they can have on certain subjects right um on their perspectives on certain 
issues like racism, like climate change, like gun violence, and so many of these other things, right? Um, they have genuine beliefs and genuine stances on a lot of these issues but because of their age, right? They're just brushed off. It's a little tricky. Um, so what I say, right, to the younger people, and, and this is something I do say to them a lot in person, is just because people are, you know, the older individuals, right, the adults, are going to try their best to brush you off, right? Um, when you say something, when you stand up for a certain issue, when you raise awareness, right? Uh, and they're going to tell you, mind your business. They're going to tell you, stay in school. They're going to tell you, uh, you know, that, that this is none of your concern and all that, right? These are things that are just going to be told to you as a young person. But despite all that, um, still stand up. Still speak out. Get on their nerves, right? Um, it, it seems like it's the only way you're going to be able to enter that space that you need to enter, right? And that space. So, Manny, is... I just want to get like really specific with it. Like right now, if you had to create a call to action for what's happening right now, what would that be? Like, what could, you know, your peers and, you know, the people around you do right now? What could you all do right now to bring light to this topic? What's happening here? It's happening in Maine. It's happening in Florida. What could they do? And I know that there's pushback. But how about this? One of the things they could do is talk to you and say, hey, can I come in the sound of black and brown? We'd love to have you. So what you. Yeah. Um, well, social media. Social media is a big thing for young people, right? Um, do your stories, do your posts, record videos, right? Record your friends talking about it. Shoot, start our own podcast if you want to, right? Get a group of your friends and start a podcast and start talking about it. Start posting to Instagram and Snapchat and, you know, all these other things. Uh, make TikTok videos. That's something the youth are good at, right? Make TikTok videos about it. Uh, social media is something big. Maybe with, you could with... do one and lead the way and show them that, look, we could use this media platform we love so much to talk about these things and you know, amplify our voices. Like, what if you were to do one? It doesn't necessarily have to be TikTok. It'd be a Facebook video or Instagram video. Just a quick, you know, story saying, hey, I don't like what just happened in Bristol. I don't appreciate that. What about stuff like that? Do you feel like that also? Well, yeah, it's a, it's a chain reaction. Um, you know, one person does, another person does, another person does, it becomes more common and it's a trend and then more and more people do it that's how social media is so i definitely encourage that you know use social media make posts make videos um but more importantly start talking to your friends about these things right um start talking to them and, and raising awareness because you never know if one of your friends right maybe their family uh, are part of the people who are trying to brainwash them, right? Uh, and indoctrinate them. So I talk to your friends about the awareness of it, right? About how bigotry is wrong and why it's wrong and everything. Um, and support each other. That's a big thing. Support each other with the beliefs, you know? 
So that that is something that definitely needs to be uh, amongst the the younger generation. Yes, like, don't ostracize because you all have that power. See, when you all create these videos and you do your little hashtags and stuff, it takes life. And I feel like this is such a great opportunity for you know the young people to show like I'm here, I am here. It doesn't matter who isn't is not on social media. Like he's saying. Right. What matters is that your voice is heard. Like you also said, and Manny, I appreciate you for pointing this out. Of course, you're going to get people, you know, not accepting your opinion. But to those people, I'll say it again and again. If we all had the same ideas, nothing will change. Sometimes you need to shut the fuck up and listen. Don't just hear, but listen. Not only that, to the folks in my gen and older, right? We don't know everything. I don't know if you all knew that, but we do not know every fucking thing. And we need to make sure that we leave room for Manny and the Mannies and all of them so they could get involved. What we're doing now is sucking up the air. So we have to give them room. Let them make their little videos. I would love to see, personally, just jumping off of your idea there, Manny, make a little video on social media. Okay, you don't want to do a video? Take a picture of yourself saying, I reject hate crimes. Create a hashtag. Get a few of your friends to do it. Let them see that in Connecticut, right here in Connecticut, we are not fucking standing for that. That's my request to everybody tuning in. I want you to use your hidden talents. The same way you like to post about what you ate this morning or the pictures you took when you went on that vacation. Could you share a post denouncing white supremacy, please? No hate in CT. Okay. The fact that these people could buy the ink and paper and spend the time to create literature to hand out that says, keep Connecticut white. Get the fuck out of here, man. Get the fuck out of here. So that's me saying to you all, we could do this together, right? Hashtag it. We'll drop a couple hashtags there for you. Hashtag white silence is violence. Hashtag outside is America with three Ks. Hashtag say no to racism. All right. Create some. Use some you've used before, but draw light to this, please. Because if we keep not doing something, and we keep that expectation up. We'll keep staying in the same space. It could be you. It doesn't matter if you don't get a lot of likes. Like Manny just said. That doesn't matter. Do it. Be like Nike. Just do it. Right? Amy shared some really good ways for white people to do some shit right now. We need you all to do this shit. Because these instances and the fact that Connecticut is leading the way with hate crimes... Look at what's going on in Maine. We cannot ignore what's going on in Maine. The fact that a Nazi here is so confident in itself, it will openly share, look, I'm about to build not just a group, not just a meeting spot, but a fucking headquarter right here. Get the fuck out of here, okay? Get the fuck out of here. We spoke about this earlier this week on the pod about conservatism. We, we will always bring out white supremacy, I don't have time for your white tears and fragility. Keep your fucking white savorism to yourself. That's my mood.
All right. I don't need to be nice about that. And I'm not going to apologize for my anger. I should not be happy about white supremacy. So when you call me an angry black immigrant, that's a fucking compliment. How about that? Amy, how about you share some ways that folks could stay in touch with you and keep posted, you know, um, and anything else you'd like to share? Any closing thoughts? Yeah. Um, so my Facebook group, Middletown Anti-Racism, um, I post a lot of information about uh, up-to-date stuff that's going on in Connecticut um, and things that you can read to educate yourself on our history um, so that you know what the fight is today. Um, just all that kind of, of stuff is uh, available there. Um, and I also have the email middletownantiracism at gmail.com. Um, I'm happy if anyone has an incident that they'd like to talk about publicly, sending it to me um, privately, and I will post it and drag anyone to hell and back um, and just help get out the bigger message that um, anti-racism is uh, more important than your party. So, um, it really should be central to us, especially in 2023. Um, thanks for having me here today. Of course. No, listen, you know, we're going to keep doing this. You and I spoke about this. This work is not going to stop. We no. purposely took on doing this series for this purpose to build the knowledge base and to also encourage people come out of your shell, get involved. Look at what Amy just said that she did. She created a Facebook page. You could do that too. Or also join one that's already created. That's a thing. Feel free to look us up. Black, Brown, United in Action. Black and Brown United in Action on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. We're on Linktree. You could send us an email, blackbrownunitedinaction at Gmail. Right? Stay in touch. Get involved. Okay, not everybody wants to manage a page or a group on social media. It does take work because you do have to like not just post things, but make sure that you have things up there. Approve this, approve that, look out for trollers. It's work. So it's okay if you want to join another group. The whole point is don't just sit there. Organize, get organized, right? Let's, let's get up and let's stand up, okay? Something as simple as commenting on a newspaper article where you see someone glorifying white supremacy indirectly, okay? Feel free to share your thoughts on it, all right? Challenge certain things. You could do it on social media. You could do it however you feel comfortable, but just fucking do it. Manny, I cannot tell you enough how much I appreciate you being here and that brilliant, you know, um, point that you made about social media and such a talent it is amongst your group. You, you know, and that is true. You guys are super talented and I don't want to dim that light. And I want to say to my generation, listen, sometimes we, we do too much. That's me telling all of us. Sometimes we do too much. Sometimes we need to get out of our own way. We're never, nobody's ever too old or too whatever to learn. Humble your ass, take a chill pill, have a drink if you need to. And listen, they may do things a little differently but shouldn't the core purpose be what we care about the most? Manny, before we jump off, thoughts? And how can people... Yeah, um, I want to echo everything. 
really great points today. I think people really need to start taking into account uh, the fact that racism is here. It's everywhere um, in the places that we see it and in the places you don't. Uh, that doesn't mean it's not there. Um, I urge everyone, young, old, in the middle, whatever you want to call yourself, <laughs> that today, tomorrow, and even yesterday, you should be working and fighting with every effort you can to deliver the best world um, to the generations who are not yet here. Um, I, I think that should be everyone's uh, life goal in one way or another. You know, my mission won't look the same as yours, and yours won't look the same as the next person's. But if in your life you can at least make efforts to make life better for, again, the ones who are not yet here, then I, I think we each will uh, serve our purpose here on this world. Um, I want to say to everyone that you're all equally powerful, especially to my young peers. Um, I, I know that it's hard in 2023 to, to uh, stand out, to have our voices heard, um, and, and to be acknowledged for the stances that we have and, and the knowledge that we have on certain things. But still, still keep pushing, right? Um, if there's one thing I learned over the years, it's... You know, sometimes you have to get on people's nerves. It's the only way you're going to be able to be heard. You just have to get on people's nerves. So do it. Do it and be unapologetic about it. You know, and that goes for young and old. Just do it with full intent um, and, and you'll see what happens from there. Uh, for those who want to get in touch with me for whatever reason, <laughs> um, you can see me on Facebook, uh, Manuel Camacho, just my name. I keep it simple. Um, and uh, otherwise, hey, you can always find me on the front lines of some fight. I'll always be out there in the public. So if you see me, say hi. I like talking to people. You know, I could never thank you enough either of you um for always being here being so brave amy as a white woman in the fight this is not an easy thing you know yes you have privilege but that doesn't mean that you meet your share of pushback right so i really want to extend a thank you for you coming on the series and being so open with not only what you're doing but ways that people can get involved and also opening the door for other white people to reach out to yourself and others so you all could do this work together. Manny, my young soldier, listen, people, now you know how to reach him. You, you heard what he said? He's the people person. I have a doormat that says go away, okay? His is probably like come inside, right? <laughs> I might even get a new one that says why are you here? <laughs> Well, folks, I hope that you are enlightened and feel more confident to move forward. And for those of you who are offended and questioning yourself, that just really shows how much you need to really do some self-reflection. Tomorrow is a change. You know, some things take time, but we can't change it if we don't face it. I cannot remove my skin that I'm in, you know, 
um, in the time that we're in right now, it should not take much more for us to realize we have to do something. We have to do it right here, right now. No act is too small. And, you know, together we could really challenge and change this. And we need to do that. Right? So I kind of thank you all enough for your continued support encouragement and empowerment thank you so much for tuning in and liking and sharing the podcast and i hope you continue to do so check us out on facebook instagram tiktok and linktree and feel free to reach out well i hope you enjoy your weekend we'll be back soon fist up smile on cj